The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And you're with the Ashholes, totally unfiltered cigar radio. Stu Fink here, your studio announcer. Now here's the leader of the Ashholes, Pastor Padron, Dan the Man. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Ashholes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We are always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and of course, at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. This week, we are smoking uh, a very special cigar. This is the Hawaiian Vintage Series Wailua by Kauai uh, Cigars, which is a Hawaiian cigar company. And um, usually on the show, we pick cigars to smoke that are readily available to Mm -hmm. most people. We want people to smoke with us. That's, you know, the big reason for doing the show. And, you know, but this, this cigar is only available really in Hawaii unless you ordered it, you know, from them. And, um, you know, I came across these cigars because of uh, Miles with Styles, Michelle, who does our Miles with Styles segment, Michelle Styles. Um, she lives on Hawaii and stumbled quite by accident upon, uh, upon this place took a tour was completely you know taken aback mm-hmm. that tobacco was actually grown there in uh, Hawaii and ultimately thought I'd really like to try these and thought that this might be an interesting thing uh, for the show and after uh, talking with uh, Dave Garofalo, who's the man behind the, the you know, curtain here. Ain't no attention on the man yeah. behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, he thought the story, he had no idea that tobacco was grown in Hawaii at all for cigars. And so this became a, a thing where we just wanted to, he just thought this was a great story uh, that was really worth telling. So um, these cigars um, are made by... Uh, a guy named Les Trent, who founded uh, Kauai Cigars um, uh, about 15, 14 years ago. And believe it or not, he's a New Hampshire native. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> what are the odds? He's born here in New <laughs> Hampshire. And as a matter of, I waited until about 8 o'clock last night to uh, call him because, you know, Hawaii is six hours behind. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wait till after lunch over there. He'll yep. be back and everything. It turned out he wasn't there. Oh, no. It turned out. He's in New Hampshire. <laughs> He's here in state with his kid uh, doing a hockey uh, tournament and things. And so um, that was he wasn't able to be here to be on the show with us at too short notice. But uh, I wasn't expecting that anyway. Mm-hmm. But I just I thought that was hilarious. I mean, he's literally about an hour from where we are. That's really funny. <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, I got a chance to talk to him uh, about half an hour last night, 40 minutes. And, you know, he moved to Hawaii back in 1991. And with, you know, no real intention of doing cigars, doing farming. Just sick of snow, right? Just really kind (laughs) of looking for a change of pace. And in 1995, he kind of got the coffee bug by tasting some uh, 
coffee that he made from some wild beans that were growing on the island of Kauai. Hmm. And he said, you know, it was just the most amazing coffee he'd ever had. It was euphoric. And so um, he, you know, totally changed gears. And with some help from his parents, he bought three and a half acres in Kapai on the on the island. And by 2001, he was farming and roasting and selling very successfully this coffee. Hmm. And, you know, a few years later, in 2004, he's walking around his neighbor's garden and he sees this plant growing there and he thinks, oh, what what weed or plant is that? And and the guy told him it's tobacco. And he's like, what? What do you tobacco? Grow? Yeah, it grows wild here and here on the island. It's hmm. a Sumatra uh, 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 kind of seed that grows there. And that just really intrigued him. And he likes cigars and everything. He's like, you mean tobacco grows here? What about maybe growing tobacco and making cigars in Hawaii? And so he um, gets connected to the um, uh, Oliva family down in Nicaragua, and they give him some Habana 2000 seed. And then they uh, connected him with a guy named Victor Calvo, who's a blender and cigar maker in Esteli, Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And this guy, um, uh, Victor, mentors Trent through the process of growing and curing and blending and all the aspects of making cigars. And he spends a lot of time down there learning the process and how it is and how it works. And in 2009, he went back to Hawaii and tried to really recapture that process in Hawaii. But um, it was disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, one of the funny things, you know, he said was, you know, there's, there's a fine line between fermenting and composting. <laughs> Who and knew? just, uh, you know, just the, the, the atmosphere in so Hawaii just wasted was not it wicked. All. Yeah, he literally oh, blew gosh. through his first, first um, uh, a bunch of tobacco there. So from that point on, after that disaster, he's been sending his tobacco that he grows in Kauai down to Nicaragua where it is put in the pilons and aged and fermented and put together into cigars. Currently, they're only available uh, in the Hawaiian Islands um, unless you order them directly from the company. Um, personally, you know, one of the things I asked him was, you know, are, are they, is there any plans to have them out on the mainland? And really he said no. And, and part of his reasoning was you really need to have that foot presence mm. you know you can't just put a cigar out there without somebody there and yep. they're just not s set up for that at the moment and you know as we kept talking i think one of the other reasons that that was is that um so much of his time the last few years uh has been spent fighting the legislature in the state of Hawaii. Oh, yeah like we were saying last yeah, week about the high taxes on now. just about every level you know getting the permits to grow, getting the permits to sell. Can he sell on his farm or can he not? The state says yes. The county says no. I mean, he's mm. in, you know, um, you know, Michelle, you know, found out about this place four or five months ago, got a tour um, of the of the farm and the whole process and everything. Apparently, that's been all but shut down, the tours, mm. because uh, 
they don't want people even knowing that's apparently crazy. How, how this happens oh, or why this is here. And, you know, they have a – we talked last week about cigar taxes. They have a 50% tax on cigars out in that state. There's also a 40% wholesale tax that goes into things as things come in. So it's incredibly difficult. And uh, five years ago, Trent introduced into the legislature uh, the, a proposal that would put a 50 cent cap on cigars. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that work in some other states yep. like yeah. uh, um, Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah. And that's worked very well down there. And that would really blow open the doors for them and a yeah. whole lot of other people down there. And um, But it's been five years. It has gotten to the point where it has been approved by both the House and the Senate, but like in these 11th hour fights, the anti-smoking groups mm-hmm. and lobbyists get the thing killed before it can really get anywhere. I mean, Hawaii of all places to bump up taxes like that on something that's a luxury item, mm-hmm. and it's such a huge vacation de- destination that right. it's like most, you know, you have so many people that are buying that are tourists. It's like if the price is too high, well, they're not going to buy it. They're going to go back home and get it, right. get their own cigars. So it's it's just insane that they're shooting themselves in the foot like that because there's, I mean, there's money to be made for the state, even in taxes, by not jacking it up so high, putting the people out of business. Right, right, right. I totally agree. It's just it's just insane. And you know, one of the things he says he's he feels like he's gone from farming tobacco to farming the legislature. Yeah. That that's his job. His job is farming the legislature. And you know, I said I told him you know about you know Dave Garofalo. I think he kind of feels the same. We don't have any cigar tax here, but the, one of the reasons we don't is because Dave is spending so much of his time yeah, fighting, fighting it. Yeah. And it is. It's a huge battle wherever you are. And um, it's just crazy. And it's, it's, you can, I could just tell from talking to him, it's just drained so much of his mm. time and energy that he would love to be putting into this. His dream is to make a Hawaiian Puro. Uh, a cigar that's mm-hmm. you know all grown on his on his farms, that hasn't happened yet. He's still you know. And it's like right now, if things are in question, then it doesn't make sense to be developing new things. Right, right, right. right. I mean, he's he's dealing with all those battles too. Um, currently, Kauai Cigar makes um, six different brands. I'll try and get these names right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Island Prince, which I know I got right. Uh, Makalea. Uh, Kuei, uh, YLA, Grand LAE, and the Hawaiian Vintage Series. Forgive me, please, if I got those names wrong. But um, uh, we're smoking the uh, Hawaiian Vintage Series version of this, and um, it is a very interesting cigar. It has an mm. Ecuadorian uh, Habano Cafe wrapper, the cafe representing the color. Yep. Um, the binder is from Kauai. And the filler has four different kinds of tobacco in it, three of which are from Kauai. And the fourth is a Connecticut broadleaf. Okay. Hmm. In the filler. In the filler. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very I've never I've never yeah, seen that used in the, the filler, wrapper. right? It's usually in the binder or the mm. wrapper. Must help the burn. Yeah. And, and maybe add a little bit of oomph mm. to the cigar. And it's a six and a quarter by 54 ring gauge. It's a nice Toro size cigar. It's very, very tight. This this is very a heavy, firm. firm. Yeah. yeah, the draw is fine. Draw, the draw is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no problem with the draw. The burn is great. Yeah, great burn. Yeah. Um, really thin burn line. Uh, nice uh, tight ash. Yeah. Um, Construction's just 
is top. Yeah, yeah, top notch on this, and just this nice oily sheen on the on the cigar, and you know, uh, um, spice, coffee, earth. You know, that was what I was getting on the dry draw. On the yeah, on the cold draw, I was getting real vegetal, mm-hmm. so like a parsley. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's got that earthiness. And that slight vegetable yeah, flavor. Yeah, like a, like a floral aspect to it. And, you know, maybe even like, you know, something sweet like, like a, a caramel or, or cocoa or something like that. It's great flavors and not anything that I've really experienced um, much yeah, in yeah, other, it's, in it's other pretty cigars. Unique. Yeah, it's a very unique thing. Yeah, the, the first, uh, I'm at about just under an inch in, mm-hmm. uh, still getting a lot of that vegetal um the earth but mm-hmm. now they it's kind of backing down we're getting a little bit of sweetness that's picking up mm. um kind of makes me think of like if you were to take like a really earthy macadamia nut cookie yeah yeah <laughs> that would be it because it's just <laughs> you know blended in there earthy macadamia nut cookie <laughs> trent, trent would probably be shaking his head wondering whether <laughs> like, what? we talked about it last night the whole you know using candy words to describe cigars <laughs> and he's like you know it's a cigar you know what, what do you mean it tastes yeah, like jelly you beans gotta be able to communicate the flavor somehow yeah, you gotta be able yes yes you gotta so you know but i you know it's, a lot of times when i use the term vegetal you know i'm not meaning it in a very positive way i really like this um, you know, it is, and it reminds me of that kind of greenness that I taste with with macadamia nut. Macadamia mm. is one of the things I get off of this. Uh, yeah. Do you it, pick that up too? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just saying it, and, and it's really on the more on the finish, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because you get the earthiness and the vegetal on the draw. Mm-hmm. But once you, you know it's sitting on your tongue, then you get the sweetness comes through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very nice, and it's got this very smooth, uh, peppery kind of retro to it. Mm which is very, very nice. And the aroma is very, you know, coffee-like. Yeah, especially on the, on the retro. Yeah. I mean, you really get that, that pepper and kind of coffee, like a, a light roast. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This is, a, I would say, a mild to medium cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, from my experience, the cigar gets a little stronger as you go into it. Mm-hmm. So kind of gets into a good solid medium by the time you're... Yeah, we'll see how it builds. It's, it's progressing along. It's changing a bit as we get along, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, so how you been this last week? Anything uh, unearthly happened to you? Oh, gosh. I mean, with all the <laughs> snow, I just <laughs> lost power for two days. Yeah. And just buried. You know, and the worst part is, like, you know, I work in a school, and so right. they cancel school for two days last week. Now it's been two days this week. Hmm. So basically vacation is disappearing. I'll get, like, a week Right before I go back for the our programs, but it's rough. <laughs> like I, I get a little stir crazy. I'm, I don't mind a, like an occasional day off, mm-hmm. but I I gotta work to keep my sanity. So <laughs> me too, me too. It, you know, and uh, same kind of thing. You know, we had a storm last week. Right after um, we did the show last week, and we did. I, we lost power for for me. It was almost three days, Oof, two and a half yeah. days, and um, you know, fortunately, I live in this really old house. You know, it was from 1780, so it's got fireplaces yep. and wood stoves. And it, was kind of, it was meant to be heated by something other than your furnace yep. for a while. And, uh, 
you know, so we cooked over the fire, you know, and it was it was fun for the first couple of days when I was, you know, by day three, it was like, oh, when are oh. they going to get the power back on? I was done with it the first day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like my, my phone, like I, and the power went out when my phone was like half battery. My iPad oh. was totally dead. No. Oh, it was just, it was dumb. Kicking That's horrible. And the, the, next, the next, the next day at the, at the cigar shop. Everybody was was in there, yep. <laughs> and it was all because they had no power, they had no heat. Mm-hmm. You might as well sit where there's light and warmth, exactly, have a cigar, yeah. and and uh, it was a good time. I definitely spent some time here. <laughs> even, even my wife and kids came in for mm-hmm. lunch for a couple of times, and it was it, that was a lot of fun. And then we got yesterday something like two feet of snow, something yeah, like it, that. It was, it was a lot. It was yeah, I think unearthly. Uh, it was like uh, twenty eight inches, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty bad, it and was, there's more coming, of course. Next yes, week. yeah. Winter's oh. almost over, but apparently we're going to have it in spring. Quite. It'll be yeah. spring next Tuesday, right? So right, right. We're going to get it the day after. I think. Unbelievable, and um, so we just dug out last night. Two feet of snow. My kids are already. My wife has pictures up on the uh, Facebook of my kid. You know, buried butt mm-hmm. deep into the snow, <laughs> the legs hanging out, and everything, and just crazy. And to think, like a month ago, just about a month ago, we had that. 70-degree day. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah that's yeah. New England for you. There you go. All right. Um, before we get back to the cigar, um, Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Not. These are things that I think cigar smokers need to be aware of. They can be about cigars. They can be about uh, personal things, you know, but just, you know, and today is more of that. Today's Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Not is Thou shalt not forget to be thankful. And, you know, when you're having a good cigar like this, you know, it's important to take the time to be thankful for what you have and to realize all the um, uh, people that put this together. Mm -hmm. You know, thankful for Michelle who sent these to me. One of the things I wanted to share with you guys is, you know, my daughter, Anna, um, has been saving for a... um, a service, a psychiatric service dog. She's on the autism scale. I shared about this in the past, and we did a fundraiser. We raised the money for the dog. I know a lot of the listeners here um, gave to that, promoted that with their friends, and um, the dog uh, is going to be coming and visiting us. It's not ready, you know, fully trained yet, but uh, here's a picture of Anna meeting the dog for the first time. The dog's name is Echo. Looks like a stuffed animal. And Yeah, it does look like <laughs> a stuffed animal. And uh, this Saturday, um, Echo is coming for a day visit to the house, and uh, she is so pumped about that. But for all of you who are uh, praying and supporting uh, me and my family about that on social media or personally, I really wanted to say thank you for that and making this reality and let you know that it was actually happening. So Very nice. there you go. Real simple. I'm not going to argue with that one. Can't argue with not being <laughs> thankful. Jeez. Jeez no. <laughs> so, you know, what else are you picking up with this thing? Uh, the earthiness is backing down a little bit. And mm-hmm. so just right now, it's just the sweetness is picking up a little bit more. Uh, not a huge change right now, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of tra- trading places. Um, so not, not any real new flavors to note, but yeah. spice in there's, there. There's some spice, some woody notes. Um, I'm still getting that kind of sweet, oily finish mm. that has that kind of floral note to yeah, it. Yeah, it's got an interesting mouthfeel. It's kind of uh, almost tingly. Yeah, you know? yeah, on the on the back, on the lips. Yeah, 
back of the tongue and all it's very very unique hmm. you know um and i wonder you know is that just because hawaii is it because of Hawaii, or are they or, or putting some uh, wacky tobacco in there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Their I don't sales just so. went through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week, we're doing a very interesting uh, top five. Our top five is from Michelle, who gave us these the cigars that we're smoking, too. And they are the top five interesting facts of cigar history, at least to Michelle. Let's, let's okay, have the so we'll say, are they interesting or are they real? <laughs> are they interesting or are they real? <laughs> let's see. Let's do our top five introduction there. Today's top five brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right, she sent me this list uh, a few weeks ago, and um, we're going to go through these. It's, there's some very funny stuff here, uh, like number five, this, which I think is my personal favorite. So we're starting with my favorite, okay. but not number one. Okay. At the request of his wife, Mark Twain gave up cigars, leading to a long bout of writer's block. <laughs> Then he resumed smoking his normal 300 cigars a month. That's about, what, 10 a day, 3 a day? What yeah. Is yeah. Yeah, 10, 10 a day. A day. And, he ran, a and then he wrote a book in three months without any <laughs> distraction. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call shenanigans on that one because his name was Samuel Clemens. But <laughs> so, <laughs> technically. Well, but Mark, yeah, that is yeah, interesting. we don't. <laughs> that's a good catch there. And this is, you know... Our resident fact checker. Aaron <laughs> has been doing that since the show started, and he's very, very good at it. <laughs> I <So>, hope. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, Michelle writes, Bill Clinton uh, celebrated the rescue oh, of a downed American pilot over Bosnia by lighting a Romeo and Julieta cigar. Yeah, he's, he's very famous for his cigar use. Yep. <laughs> and we all know how he celebrates when Hillary's out of town. He smokes a Monte Cristo, of course. You thought I was going to tell you that awful outdated joke again, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were afraid. <laughs> and it's, it's funny that an American president is smoking Cuban cigars. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not supposed to. They weren't you know, legal back then. That's right. So That's where'd right. you get those, buddy? Uh, number three, the original native word for tobacco was cohiba. Yep. And okay. tobacco is what they called the pipe that they smoked out of. Their word for smoking was cigar. S-I-K-A-R, oh, okay. which Europeans eventually turned into the word cigar. Hmm. Just as the great red fox turned the word marijuana into Latin lettuce. <laughs> there you go. At least I didn't get flushed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two. Number two. Uh, cigar bands. Did you ever wonder where cigar bands came from? Yeah, then it's... And uh, here's, here is one story uh, that... Queen Catherine the Great of Russia was a cigar smoker. That's true. Okay. And yeah. to avoid having All Russian women smoke the, cigars, the <laughs> smell and stain on her fingers, she created the use of silk bands on cigars so that she would not dirty her hands. I don't know about that one. I mean, I've never had a mark on my hand from a cigar. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. That's but that is, uh, you know, it's several, interesting. But I'm not sure how if it's true. <laughs> I'm not sure it is either. But I, you know, looked in several places, and that that is a often uh, given lore, mm. mythological. Is it true? Is it not? It just can't be ascertained, I guess. I don't know. Well, just from my experience, I've never had any marks on my hands from a cigar. So well, maybe, maybe they were different back then. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's just because we don't care we're guys. Yeah, or we just don't lick our cigars. Or we don't lick way. our cigars. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Now, cigar historians uh, credit um, the Dutch-born cigar making maker uh, Gustav Bach with the invention of the cigar band in the 1830s. Um, when he ordered paper rings with his signature on them uh, as they were going throughout Europe so that it was a guarantee. It was a guarantee that this was from him and it had his, it was, it had his signature on it so you knew it was legit. And that ended up being copied by other Cuban, Cuban brands and by the uh, 1850s virtually all Cuban cigar makers were banding their exported cigars, registering their marks with the government and urging consumers to insist on banded products. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Okay, number one. The number one most interesting cigar fact of history, according to Michelle, is before his first high-altitude airplane flight, Winston Churchill requested the creation of an oxygen mask that would accommodate cigar smoking. (laughs) The next day, he was puffing away at 15,000 feet over Berlin. And exploded. <laughs> they, oh even, they even opened the cabin window so that he could flick the cigar out the window. High out. I don't know about that. That no, sounds... 15,000 feet over Britain. I don't know. You're not opening a window at high altitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely... That like would a cigar and a lot of other things go flying out that window. <laughs> That sounds questionable. Yeah, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure, but it's a great story. Yeah, it's totally awesome. <laughs> and it, I mean, nobody's going to make an oxygen mask that you can put a flame near. <laughs> you know how many uh, space shuttles have exploded from that? <laughs> from just a spark. At least, at least one or two. <laughs> yeah. So, and then um, you know, there's this other sentence here that's uh, funny too. That same day, uh, Reichsführer Heinrich uh, Himmler, dining at a local outdoor restaurant bistro. Uh, in Berlin, swears he found cigar ash in his bratwurst. <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> Winston's flicking it out the window. <laughs> yeah. uh, so is that true? Or not? I have no idea, but that's fun. That's good stuff. So there you go. Top five for the week. A more fun list. Thank you, Michelle, for researching all that for us and everything. So um, as I'm getting, m- m- I'm doing a lot of talking today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the cigar is still... You know, the, the burn is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's straight, uh, really thin burn line. Mm. Uh, the draw to me is perfect. Um, and I'm really getting this very nutty, sweet, creamy, earthy kind of notes. Uh, and it's just, it's very enjoyable. It's not as strong or full-bodied as I would normally go for. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a very enjoyable cigar. Yeah, the the sweet cream is is starting to pick up. So mm. that sweetness is really kind of to the forefront now. Mm. And I'm gonna say it again, raisins. raisins. <laughs> I always go to raisins with the sweetness. Mm-hmm. But I, I can see where I can see there. where you are with that. <laughs> I it, there's a kind of like a heavy cream kind of yeah taste. Yeah, it. there's still that that tingle on your tongue. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have that full effect of like a cream that you right right goes straight to your brain. But that sweetness of like a sweet cream. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and ash everywhere. Yes, Pastor Padron, thou shalt not. Thou Don't shalt laugh not into your cigar. Thou shalt not laugh while you're smoking a cigar. <laughs> or bad things happen. Yeah. Like ashing your keyboard. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go right to our break. And when we come back, we're going to announce the Asheville of the Week. We're going to continue our thoughts on the Hawaiian Vintage Lie by uh, Kauai Cigars. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of the Ashholes. Yay! On the United Podcast Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box 
suppressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. You are back with the Ashholes. Once again, here's our fearless leader, Pastor Padrone, the king of Kauai, Dan the Man. <laughs> wow. Welcome back to the Ashholes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, anywhere where you can download a podcast. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We are smoking the Hawaiian vintage uh, Walai, uh, Wailua, I mean. Walua by Kauai Cigars, and um, it is a very, very special cigar because it is made with tobacco grown in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. So say that three times fast. I'm not even going to bother trying. (laughs) Nope. But it's, you know, again, an Ecuadorian um, uh, uh, wrapper with uh, tobacco from Kauai as the uh, binder, and then a combination of uh, tobaccos from Kauai and Connecticut broadleaf, U.S. Connecticut broadleaf in the filler. And I think that creates that earthy, woody, mm. you know, uh, taste and adds a lot of body to the cigar. Uh, I'm thinking that, you know, the, uh, the Hawaiian tobacco is, you know, the, the cream, the butter, the nuttiness, a mm-hmm. little bit of coffee that we're getting. And that mouthfeel. And they, that yeah. mouthfeel. And, you know, they do grow coffee on these same acres. I think they, you know, like most places, you know, rotate the, the crops. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're <coughs> volcanic soil, so I'm sure that's, vulc- that's probably why we're feeling that tingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and, my and guess. you can just, <laughs> you can see a lot of magnesium and stuff in the ash from that white, you know, nice white ash. It's not flaky at all. Um, and the, the burn has just been fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, we've remarked at how, you know, there's very little give when you, when you, you know, put a little pressure on the cigar this is really well packed. Yeah, really this impressive is, construction. I don't think they could have packed any more tobacco into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the draw is really nice. It's not, you know, wicked easy, but, you know, it's it's got a little bit of... That's of, very easy for the people outside of New England. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you know, a good, firm draw. And it's, you know, when I say that, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not having to, you know, pull really hard to, to get any, yeah. you know... Yeah, draw's uh, great. Out. The draw's great. 
uh, I like a little bit of resistance, you know, and um, uh, I've been very, very happy with this so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just really impressed with it because it seems kind of like, you know, a gimmick almost, mm -hmm. like when you hear, oh, Hawaiian tobacco. Yeah. All right, sure, sure. But no, the construction is very impressive. Uh, the complexity is, is beyond what I expected. You know, I expected to start out one way and just keep going that same direction, but it's changed up quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I've been, you know, just amazed with this is that you, I have a, it's, it's I, I am not at the point where I can say, you know, you blind taste test a cigar and say, oh, that's, you know, this cigar or, you know, that's, yep. but I can get countries. Mm -hmm. I can, I can say, okay, this is a Dominican, yeah. this is a Honduran, this is a Nicaraguan. I can taste those tobaccos. And here's a cigar that, you know, you know, more than half of it is uh, Hawaiian, you know, and it does not taste Nicaraguan or Dominican or Honduran. It is a very unique kind of flavor. I, I think people would guess Honduran, but they'd be like, but I don't know. Yeah, that would <laughs> be probably the closest. closer to Honduran, but it's, yeah, it's very, it's unique. Mm. So, uh, we're going to smoke this a little bit more before we give some more thoughts on it. But uh, while we do that, we're going to go and do our ash hole of the week. Oh, boy. And here we have a real doozy. Uh, a Hartford man uh, due in court to answer uh, the charge of stealing a car. Okay. It, this guy's name is Jonathan Rivera. He's 25. And he's at the Superior Court in Hartford last Wednesday. And he's there for auto theft. And he is being, being arraigned in court. And as he appeared before the judge, uh, th there was a report that came across the police desk that there was a stolen car in the parking lot at the courthouse. Ooh, I wonder who it could be. <clears throat> and as they went out and checked, uh, they found a car that the license plates had been reported stolen from another car. And the car had been reported stolen from somebody else. <laughs> so you have stolen plates on a stolen car. Those cancel each other out. Yeah. So the police sat there and waited. And as they uh, were watching the car, Rivera left the courtroom and got into said stolen car with said stolen plates. <laughs> and, you know, it was going to drive off. And the police arrested him there on the spot. <laughs> and it's just so funny. Here's this kid who is been caught, arrested, and is now getting to court for auto theft. And he, now this is maybe good. He didn't want to miss his court case. That's, that, that's commendable, you know, that's I guess. That's commendable. Maybe <laughs> I need to get there. How do I get there? Or maybe he just has a, He you know, stole another car. His bondsman is, is a big guy. <laughs> so there's very little remorse here, or he has not learned his lesson at all. Yeah. Talk about shining it on, going to court. It, you know, for auto theft in your stolen he's car. He's consistent. I'll give him that. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. At least he's at least he's that. So for uh, just having the the both balls and stupidity to show up at court on your arraignment for auto theft in a second <laughs> theft car that you boosted and put stolen plates. So there's at least two cars involved. I'm wondering if that can be used as evidence in both cases, because now it's going to be another trial. He's going away forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Surely you can't be serious. 
And therefore, I name him the asshole of the week. He's 25 years old. Well, maybe by the time he's 40 and gets out of jail, <laughs> he'll figure it out. <laughs> I think he's been watching way too many Fast and Furious movies, in, of in which the, there are way too many Fast and Furious movies. And twice thinking that switching the license plate. Mm. You know, I'm guessing that the first one, the tampering with motor vehicle, was probably taking license plate off one, putting it on another car. But it's like thinking that that works. It's like, yeah. no, people are just going to... Say, hey, my license plate's stolen. <laughs> yeah, and like Albert Einstein said, you know, the height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yeah. It's just not going to work, dude. <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, you know what? I am really interested to hear what our, Stu, our producer, thinks of this cigar that we are smoking. What are you, what are you uh, getting off of this? Well, I have to agree right away with the panel. It's a very new, unique, flavorful kind of smoke, something different that we really haven't experienced in any of the cigars we smoked. And I know what you like to smoke, and Aaron, you've hinted uh, at what your favorites are, and they're all great cigars. This is totally different, totally different. Uh, I agree with you. It's a kind of a sweet spice, but I'm also getting a more pronounced cedar. Hmm. And okay. I've often heard the both of you refer to cedar and a cigar. And sitting there thinking to myself, I don't get it. Now <laughs> I'm getting it. Hmm. Now I'm not a macadamia nut eater, so yeah. I, I can't really speak to that. But sweet spice and pronounced cedar and uh, a little more spicy on the retro. Mm-hmm. But overall, very enjoyable. And Michelle, I know you're listening. Thanks so much for sending them to Dan and... Um, if you have an extra box, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Oh but, my. Uh, but, th- but that's the point. It's a great cigar mm. and one I look forward to having again. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, I mean, it's, it's a cigar that I would definitely hand out to somebody. Hey, check this out. It's mm. unique. You know, it's, is it the best cigar I've ever had? Probably not. No. no I mean, but it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a Byron it's a good or an cigar. Atabay, but yeah. yeah, it's a really, it's a good solid like, stick. It, it has its place for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a satisfying cigar. Yeah, you yeah, won't very smoke much so. this and come away and say, "Well, I didn't enjoy that experience." It's a fine experience. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, I can kind of see where you're getting the, the cedar from. You know, I I guess I'm using different words to to describe that, but I I kind of pick that up. It's interesting. You know, I gave one of these um, before. You know, we even agreed to do mm-hmm. a review of these cigars to Dave Garofalo and. Uh, the first words out of his mouth were macadamia nuts. There we go. And that was one of the, the main uh, notes that I picked up. It was one of the words I used to describe a cigar. And I was so happy that it said, and, and apparently Dave eats macadamia nuts all the time. Okay. So, so he's know. very familiar with that taste. And, um, you know, I've never tasted things like that. I've, you know, I've... Uh, used and, and you know we get into this this language again yeah <laughs> it's, it's it, you can get crazy about the, i mean it's a cigar and you know you either enjoy it or you don't but you know like you said earlier you, you got to find some way to kind of describe the, the flavors yeah. and and um you know i've i've used almonds or cashews yep. peanuts yeah. before but i don't think i've ever used macadamia yeah not not, not here and um that really fits. Mm-hmm. That really fit. If you had macadamia nuts with this cigar, it would be a total complimentary experience. And, and macadamia gr- nuts can grow in Hawaii, correct? That's where so they're from. Yeah, so that's where they're there from. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Must be something in the soil. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. You know, apparently they don't grow nuts there. But that's what I'm tasting is macadamia nuts. Hmm. 
in that coffee. I get that. I'm still getting that, especially, I, I guess, in the retro and uh, around the smoke, that kind of light coffee roast. Yeah, with cream. Of, yeah, lots of cream still. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's a very warm, peppery smoke that's not overly spicy. It's got some nice body to it. Um, it's, I'm getting a little bit more of like a buttery kind of sensation. Hmm. Okay. With this, you know, kind of, and uh, still getting the earth, the wood, um, and natural sweetness. It's got some good body yeah. to it. And uh, it, it does seem to be, you know, going from more of a, a mild to medium to medium mm-hmm. at this point as far as strength goes. Yep, it goes. is building up. Lots of good smoke off of this cigar, too. And, again, I'm just really impressed with the burn. Yeah. I mean, the, the burn has been fantastic with this. Mm. All right. So why don't we go and do our Miles with Styles at this point? <clears throat> See what Michelle has to say to us this week. Aloha. Ohana means family, and I hope as you smoke these Hawaiian cigars, you feel like the family that you are. These cigars express the aloha spirit, and they say, e como mai, or you're welcome like Ohana or family. So today you get to tell me of your Hawaiian adventure and I get to sit back and listen to your travels. (laughs) Hopefully it will work out that you have a new line of cigars in the shop. I'll find out if Australia has a cigar they call their own when I'm there. You never commented on the Bali cigars, but I know you like the Hawaiian cigars I've sent so far. If you get a chance, Kauai is a great place to visit. From the scenic valleys of Waimea Canyon to the Fern Grottoes and to the many fine beaches and tropical forests. If you like the outdoors, this should certainly be on your bucket list. Anyway, the latest on my adventures is that I have gained some weight back and the doctors gave me a new diet that should provide more stability for my body and allow me to maintain my weight better. And if all goes as planned, I leave for Australia on Friday. Thanks to my friends at the Ash Holes. Take it away, Pastor Padrone. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to the Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. Well, thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sending these cigars. And I wish we were smoking these in Hawaii, though. <laughs> I wish we were smoking them in Hawaii, too, with two feet of snow out there. Yeah, just... not a fan. No, no. Uh, she did, you know, send me these cigars from Bali. This <laughs> was another kind of weird thing. You know, she's in Bali last summer for surfing and saw these cigars that were made from tobacco that they grow out there. In Bali. <clears throat> in Bali. And so she sent me a little, you know, they were, it was like three little, um, you know. Kind of short. Shorter short cigars. And they literally just showed up. Oh. Well. Last, last week. Like after our show. And she had ordered them last summer. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like, I don't know what the deal was. You know, is, is, you know, the the postal service that, you know, they really laid (laughs) back over there in Bali, I guess. I don't know. But they just, anyway, so they're in this, you know, nice little box and everything. No information about it whatsoever. And I'm looking at them and they've got these little bands on them and they're very, very light green. And I'm thinking, ooh, I'm Kendo not sure. It looked, like, it looked like paper. Wow. Like, and hmm. so I take them out of the box and realize that that light green is not the 
is not the uh, wrapper of the cigar, but it's just wrapped around the cigar. You push it out, and oh, you've got, okay. inside is a cigar that reminds me of what Clint Eastwood would like to smoke. Okay, he's like, uh, what are those? Uh, it begins with a T. I don't remember the name out of my head. Well, it, you'll think of it. Toscano. But yeah, yeah, Toscano cigars, yep. Look, just like that, and you know, kind of a rough you know, little thing. It was about uh, four inches, four and a half inches long. Um, 35, maybe 40, you know, ring gauge. Mm-hmm. And um, wondered how it was going to be, lit it up, and uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Oh, okay. It was, you know, had this kind of, you know, again, this kind of vegetal kind of quality to it. But as you smoked it, it got very earthy. It had a nice amount of spice to it. And this rich kind of molasses-like sweetness to it. Hmm. And... Um, uh, just really, and it lasted about 20, 25 minutes. It was a good, good little, good little cigar, and uh, which is how long those things should have lasted. And you know, I smoked two, and I gave one uh, to my coworker, Big Jim, mm-hmm. at uh, Two Guys in Seabrook, and I wanted to know what his take was, and he really enjoyed it too. Mm. He was very pleasantly surprised. He, he said, "You know what? I would love to get my hands on some more of these." This was, he, you know, it's the kind of cigar that if you were going out to, um, you know, walk your dog or something or, yep. or be outside when it was, you know, like now. Dog cold, walker, and, yeah, You know, you, you want to be outside, have a cigar, for, but not be out there forever, that this would be a short cigar of, nice, yeah. that he would go for again. So there's my thoughts on the uh, Bally cigar. You can and, have a whole list of destination cigars where you got to go to the island to, <laughs> just to get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, good luck finding those at your if local you're in brick Bali, and mortar. Just in the neighborhood. <laughs> now, you know, a cigar that has come into the brick and mortar that uh, I had this week that I was really excited about was the uh, Ben, was the um, uh, Atabay Spiritus. Yes, I've heard those are in. The Spiritus came in uh, our shop anyway on Saturday, which is weird. But. Um, the Spiritus is the is an Atabay cigar from Selected Tobacco, and it is a Lancero, and it is a, I believe a seven and a half by forty six cigar, and um, that that Lancero was just awesome, hmm. very very good. You know, cedar hay, kind of a lemony kind of sweetness to it. The draw was perfect. There's a um, you know uh, some nice pepper in the retro there and as the cigar progressed you know what really came to mind was was like sourdough toast Hmm. that kind of kind of weedy bready kind of finish um i know uh barry on the cigar authority you know used the word rye rye bread kind of a thing so we were on the same page there very nice uh burn and then as it got into the final third more buttery uh kind of creamy tastes came into it it was a great if you like Lanceros, this is definitely worth trying. Hmm. Very, very good. What nice. did you smoke anything this week? Uh, not a whole lot, just because <clears throat> the weather and just being trapped and mm. all that stuff. But I did get a hold of a, um, a Perdomo, the BBA Maduro, mm. which is one I go back to pretty often. Yep. Uh, it's it always reminds me of my childhood <clears throat> because it reminds me of uh, cinnamon graham crackers. So it's mm-hmm. got a, the yep. cinnamon, the, a little bit like wheat kind of flavor going on sure. it's got some pepper and some espresso uh just a great cigar i mean mm. the, the, all the bbas are, are great you know in their own respect very different from each other each band is sun grown in the connecticut um but I, I i'm finding myself going back to the maduro more often really yeah um 
it's funny. The Maduro is the one I go to the least, and mm. and it's weird because I'm more of a Maduro guy. I keep I can't stop smoking the sun grown. The sun grown is is probably still my number one, but I, I think it's that connection to just because it reminds me of of my childhood. So it's a little yeah, yeah. little nostalgia to it. I get you. Yeah, he's got such a great cigar job with those. Um, just a fantastic, fantastic line there, and uh, so you know. I'm only about halfway done with this thing. This yeah, is a this very is a long slow burning cigar. I mean, with the uh, density of it, so it, that makes sense, but very yeah. impressive. Um, so I'm going to be smoking this probably till I get home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but uh, great cigar. Um, I'm going to, you know, my final thoughts on this, I'm giving this a full thumbs up. Um, it's very unique. It's got flavors that, you know, I don't commonly experience in cigars. The construction is uh, very fantastic. Um, the complexity of it was really enjoyable. And uh, I, would, I would love to get my hands on some more of these. I'm yeah. hoping that Michelle actually sends me another box. <laughs> these, these would be good. Yeah, I'm going to give it a full thumbs up as well. Uh, the early flavors with the that vegetal mm. and and wood, not my favorite flavors, mm-hmm. but they but they're decent. You know, they're, yeah, they're they're solid. They're good. Uh, but the way this has progressed, the the complexity that's you know kind of arisen out of this, and the construction, it are just great. So, yeah, yeah, full thumbs up. Lots of smoke. What would you do, uh, Stu? What would you do, Stu? I would smoke this again, for sure. Would you give it a... What, what else do you need? Yes, about, so right? that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a thumbs up. That's Absolutely. a thumbs up from Stu. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Three I thumbs w- up. I would recommend it highly to all the Ashold viewer and listeners. Mm-hmm. Viewers and listeners. So if you're in Hawaii, go pick them up. Yes, it's very easy to pick them up there. They're in just about every ABC store that's on the islands, and I know there are lots of them. It's, <laughs> almost, it's almost worth making a special trip to Hawaii just to buy a box or two of these fine cigars. Yeah, very, very unique. And, uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Les Trent for spending so much uh, time on the phone with me last night and uh, let me, you know, hear about the history of uh, his company and how he uh, came to do this. And he certainly, you know, for somebody who really has not been doing this his whole life, you know, he's he's doing a whole bunch of other things. And, and um, you know, he's trying to get into doing bourbon now. Mm. Oh. And... Um, of course, the this this the county has denied him his <laughs> permit, so he can't do cigars. Who doesn't like show bourbon? the coffee? Can't do oh, the permit. It's gosh. like, I, you know, I mean, it's hard enough to run a business. To I mean, let alone the government coming in and messing you up. Yeah, just crazy. It's unbelievable how much grief this guy has had to put up with. Ugh. So, but hopefully, uh, he and I are going to be able to connect uh, Saturday, and I will look forward to that. And. Um, uh, just very grateful. Mm. This is a really, really nice, very unique cigar, and I really, you know, it's it's uh, it really is amazing how different from a Nicaragua, like a, the Perdomo yep. BBA or a Padron or an Oliva. Yeah, you know, not Oliva. like any of those. Yeah, you know, it's it's just not like any of those things. There's the, a whole different kind of flavor to this, which really makes it unique. And yeah. that's why we wanted to share it with you. Now, next week, though, we are going back to the uh, uh, widely available cigar, (laughs) uh, and we are going to be doing the La Aurora DNA, and we're going to be smoking with a 
uh, Willie Moranti from La Aurora Cigars. Okay, He's going to be with us here on the show. I'm really looking forward to nice. that. I've had one of those DNAs yep. before and, and enjoyed it. So uh, I'll be interested to hear about the story behind that and how they're doing and and uh, hopefully don't get snowed out of our hopefully we don't again. get snowed out yeah <laughs> we don't want to keep losing guests to storms so hopefully this this uh, works out so go to your local brick and mortar pick one of those up so that you can smoke with us next week all right if you and if you don't if you're if your local b&m doesn't have them go to twoguyscigars.com and they will send them to you you've been listening to the ash holes unfiltered cigar radio Broadcasting from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, anywhere you can find a podcast. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.